All right, we're rolling. It's, uh, wow, it's, it's actually an early podcast for us, but uh, before midnight on Tuesday of semifinal week. It's an exciting time. It is an exciting time. Uh, you know, as one season ends, uh, our phones are ringing, and which means another season is, is beginning, our beginning. Yeah. Yeah, we got some winter sports action. Uh, we do, but we're we're not we're not ready for that yet. You can wake us up oh, when geez, uh, November I'm, ends. I, I'm not ready. Yeah, absolutely not ready. Uh, we won't be ready in December either, but we will be more ready than we are today. So, Serrano, Oak Hills. Uh, this is where it all began. It's where it all maybe ends or doesn't end. It could all end. This week. I guess it could. Uh, that would be pretty disappointing. Uh, so, we have two, these are, well, this, this will be Serrano's toughest test so far, um, which, low bar. Uh, not so much for Oak Hills, who, I guess, compared to last week, this is, you know, well, it's, can't, doesn't get much tougher than last week, I yeah, wouldn't think. I mean, I guess compared to their entire s- schedule and Well, as a whole, true. Yeah. Which, yeah. last week didn't end up being tough. It really should have been tough. It should have been. We talked about that at length. Yeah. So anyway, so let's. Uh, you've been doing a little little research on the uh, mythical La Quinta Blackhawks. Yeah, they don't they don't have stats on on Max Preps so. Which still tacky and lame. <laughs> um. So, but what have uh, what have we learned about La Quinta? I mean, I remember them a little bit from last year. Uh, Toronto handled their good offense pretty well. Yeah, I mean, uh, what did you see last year? Because you would, you would hear more about that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they uh, they ran the ball a lot. I remember that. Seems like they're somewhat balanced this year. I mean, I think I think they do uh, excel at at passing. And okay. I, I think their quarterback was out for some period of time uh, earlier this year, but he's back now. Obviously, had a had a good uh, good quarterfinal win against Burroughs. or helped the team too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just remember that uh, Lakita didn't really see... I, there, were, there were stretches where it was kind of, sort of, close, but, I mean, Serrano ran away with that game pretty pretty easily by the second half. Hmm. Um, yeah, so last year they were, what, the number one ranked team in the division, yeah, I believe. Yeah, right. Uh, I expected that to be a very tough game for Serrano. Um, and, eh, yeah. Not really. I remember Andrew Valencia, I think, had a pick six. Uh, one of the his best plays of the year was in that game. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they kind of remind me of Oak Hills, you know, in some narrative sort of uh, ways. They started off the year uh, pretty rough. Um, I, I think they played a pretty good uh, non-league schedule. Not not as good as Oak Hills, but... It, that's a, yeah, that'd be a tough, uh, yeah, tough team to find. There's, yeah, there's not many teams that did. Not in this division, anyway. Yeah. So they start off the year. Let's see. I can get it for us. Oak Hill started the season what one in five, five which started off the year with a win, then went on a five-game losing streak. Mm. You don't love that. So the Quinta started the year on a one, two, three, four, five-game losing streak. Okay, well there you go. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for comparables, uh, they the Quinta lost to Palm Springs forty-two to six. Presumably, Palm Springs actually showed up and played in that game. <laughs> so, if if you're buying that, Oak Hills will beat La Quinta, eighty-three to. Yeah, that's how that works. That's how math works. I, yeah, I I would probably throw that game out for in terms of uh, averages yep. and things. Yep. Just too weird. an outlier. Mm. A very positive outlier for Oak Hills. Well, Entertaining. Yeah. Uh, so I think that uh, Cal Preps has Oak Hills favored by about a touchdown in this game. Um, so I expect it to be relatively tight. I mean, if Oak Hills plays like they did last week, uh, you know, I think they're in good shape. Yeah, I don't, you know, uh, obviously the running game is so great for Oak Hills. I don't really know a lot about, you know, the looking to defense. defense. Yeah. Uh, so if, if Oak Hills can run it again like they did, I mean, geez, that was... I've been looking back through uh, some of those highlights uh, for a couple days now, and uh, not just the line, but uh, uh, JJ Lewis—he really bulldozed some kids and to help Armas uh, find some space. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for. Uh, I, I really don't like the the phrase like peaking at the right time because I feel like that kind of discredits the the team in in question. But you know, 
I mean, I do think Oak Hills has, you know, now had enough time to put everything together, play and play against teams that you know they're closer with in terms of competition. Uh, like a, a kid like JJ Lewis, who had, didn't play for the first time until the sixth game of the season. Uh, you know, it's going to take him a little bit of time to get into game shape. You know, you can practice all you want; it's not the same as playing in a varsity game. So. That helps. Brayden Porter has absolutely gotten better as the season's gone on. Yeah, that's we're like just looking at that, close. like his, you know, his, his quarterback rating for the first couple games, which, you know, I, I still don't think they were too bad. I mean, they had, they lost a couple of close ones, mm. um, but his his quarterback rating for like the first half of the season is you know below a hundred, probably below eighty. Um, and since uh, they lost to Serrano, maybe even in that Serrano game, he was uh, pretty good there too. I think. Um, you know, it's above 100, but I think maybe, you know, averaging 120 or so. And you could probably make the argument that getting J.J. Lewis back, or not back, but getting him to begin with, and then uh, I know Jeremiah Lorick had some, you know, injury issues. I mean, getting, it, even if it's not like he's throwing a bunch of passes to Jarrell Lewis, but, you know, having more, you know, diversity Top, yeah. to your game, uh, that helps everybody, just, just the way it works, so. And I think we've seen, uh, and you know what, I think we, we've talked about this, and I know that Ray has talked about this before, that he feels like lines, those are the where you see the most improvement over a season. That's what he was telling me the other night, that, you know, kids just, like, it just takes some time for them to really get, you know, because it's such a, there's so many small things that you have to get right. It's a, you know, it's a tough, tough art to perfect. And, you know, I mean, given how good uh, Oak Hill's line was against Palm Springs, maybe that lends credence to that idea that, you know, they've really, really shaped up. They've gotten better at the line play. They've got more weapons than they had at the beginning of the year. Brandon Porter's gotten better. I mean, you know, yeah, this is the realization, it seems like, of the talent that we, we knew they had the entire time. It's just a matter of putting it together. Yeah. Which is not as easy as I think a lot of people would like to think it is, you know? Yeah, it's certainly, it's not an automatic thing, no. Right. I mean, it doesn't, you don't just snap your fingers and it happens. It takes a lot of work to, to get to this point. And right, and I think that like, you 12 know, weeks of time, just in our season, you know, add on to the millions of hours. Uh, of practice before yeah, that. Practice or, in the off season. And by millions, he means the exact number that CIF allows. Because who kills wouldn't, I mean, obviously. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that like the... <laughs> That, that that one of those old cliches is that you know like uh, uh, hard work beats talent or whatever, which is stupid. Uh, hard work, talented kids who work hard, you know, usually win. And it, but it that's does. A good, that's a good combination. Yeah, else. I, I mean, like it, it doesn't. It, it's like people see like, oh, well, there's all this talent. They're not winning right away. Well, they're probably not working hard. And it's like, well, nah, nope. They played play a really tough schedule. Yeah, uh, whatever. Anyway, we. Oak Hills is here now, and I'm not going to really treat that as vindication of what we said all all year long. But you know, whatever. That's uh, they're good. Um, so I I think that they've got a pretty good pretty good shot in this game. You know, La Quinta's really good. Um, yeah, uh, you were talking about the Cal Preps. Uh, oh yeah, right. Earlier. Seven or eight points, something like that. Thirty-one twenty-four. All right, the, so seven points. So one touchdown favorite. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's on the road. I don't really think that makes any difference at all, to be honest. Uh, I think that uh, over the course of time here, it, that's seemed like the how much I thought that matters has only gone down. It just doesn't matter. You're not, you know, is it nice to play at home? Yeah, it's obviously. But I do I think that it actually really makes a difference in the outcome of a game? <sighs> Very rarely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, nobody's complaining about playing at home, obviously, but... I don't really think that it's like, you know... I mean, I think it's nice to, you know, know your field, know your, all your, where your stuff is and all that stuff, but, you know, does that add up to actual points? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Eh. I don't think that that's going to be... That's not, for me, not a reason where I would say that, oh, kills, you know, it's going to be tough for them because they're going on the road anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, they went on the road to Vista Del Lago, who was a... That was supposed to be a, a pretty close game, and they won that game. Um, I don't know. After beating Palm Springs, it kind of seems like, ah, yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. You know, it's all, you know, it's just up to them playing the game that they're capable of playing. So, you know, again, easier said than done, when you, especially when you get this late in the season and start playing really good teams or whatever. Uh, I think they've got a pretty good shot. They, as good a shot as they had last year, or so we thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last year they were definitely a favorite to beat Palm Springs. It'd be interesting to see uh, what the Cal Preps rating yeah, I I don't remember what it was. Um, I'm sure we could look it up in our old, old article. I actually read some stuff about the Cal Preps rating system. And the way it basically works is that if a team is a 42 and they play a 35, they're favored by seven points. 
So yeah. it is that simple. Um, anywho, so that means it'd be easy to go back and check. Uh, yeah. Anything else to say about Oak Hills? Um, I mean, Armas Aldridge, I think, I feel like he's kind of underrated, you know? I, I, I know we haven't talked yeah, about him a whole lot. I guess I was surprised whenever, uh, you know, we were just talking about it before we did the podcast, and I went back and saw he only has, like, just over 1,000 yards yeah. this year. It certainly seems like, maybe it was just the games I covered, that he played pretty pretty good and had some really spectacular runs. Um you know, he's just a junior. You know, he's only going to get better. Yeah, I think the thing is, is that with Oak Hills, the kind of offense that they run, and I know we've talked about this before too, is that they have so many offensive weapons that it's not like, well, Aldridge needs to run 200 yards if we're going to win. It's not really. There's some weeks, where, yeah, he's going to run 200 yards, and there's other weeks where it's like, oh, he ran. Yeah, you know, every like last week, right? He had like three carries for right. like 30 yards or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's just like that wasn't the game plan. They had a different game plan, and I think. Uh, as long as, you know, they can keep the team together or whatever and that's not an issue, then, yeah, I mean, whatever, man. Who cares who gets the carry as long as, somebody, as, long as you win, right? Uh, winning is traditionally nice. I am a big fan of winning over losing. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I think that he's been he, – I think he's been kind of a surprise in general. I know coming into the season, you know, most of the focus, and even though we knew he wasn't going to be playing until league time, was, you know, on Drew Lewis and whatever, and I think Aldridge did a really good job, you know. It's a different kind of runner, I think, too, right? Aldridge to Lewis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. I haven't actually seen Oak Hill's play, so, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I've seen some highlights. Armis is a lot quicker. Yeah. can make uh, faster cuts. Lewis is um, bulldozery. Yeah, but, you know, uh, Aldridge, he does have, uh, you know, a power element. Like, he's definitely not as shifty as, like, Sultan or, or something like oh, that. Oh, who is? Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember seeing Aldridge in, I think the first game, Oak Hills game I covered was the Osos one, Ososos, and they lost in overtime. Mm-hmm. I think he had a pretty pretty impressive run in that one, long, okay. long distance. Mm. Uh, so, I've you know, been a fan ever since. All right, so that, uh, that game's in La Quinta. Do we know what time that's at? Did you look it up? Uh, I haven't yet. Okay. So you want to look that up while I'll start with the Serrano thing. So Serrano's playing at home, Palm Desert. It's listed at 7.30 on Cal Preps. Ha! Funny story. We should check on that because that's what they said last week, and they started the dang game at 7. Anywho, uh, all right, yes, Serrano, 7 o'clock, Palm Desert. That's a rematch of the first round last year, um, and from what I have gathered and talking to Ray and looking at, you know, anything on the internet, uh, is that the only similarity between the... you know the games is that it's the same teams. Uh, a lot of a lot of players coming back, juniors last year, seniors this year. Um, just a much much improved team. Um, you know, Ray yeah, said Palm the, Desert. Palm Desert, Desert, right? Serrano has just tanked it since <laughs> that period. So <laughs> Serrano is, according to Cal Preps, a couple points better now than they were last year. Which oh, wow, that is impossible. I thought. Yeah, that, yeah. That doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I mean that's not, nothing against this team, but. I mean, I think that's probably accurate. I mean, I've seen them play five times now, I think, or something, and I, I think they're better than they were last year. Jeez, that's... I haven't thought about it too much. I guess I've, I haven't seen them for a couple weeks now, not since I think the Oakville's game. I, it, you know, I guess I, I should... They have definitely been more dominant this year than they were last year, and I think that most of that is probably because the division is worse this year than it was last year, which, so, there's that. Um, but Sultan is obviously better than Jordan King is. I feel pretty good about saying that. It's like, you know, no duh. Um, I don't know. And it's, he's been so good that I don't really know that there's nothing. That that's it. That's all there is to it. He has been that. He is I not. Just, I, you know, hindsight and whatnot. But I, I just wonder if they ran him more last oh, yeah. period. Like, yeah. Yep. They had just split the carries between Jordan King. I mean. But, you know, who knows? Who knows how much he improved between one to the other. But he was good last year. I mean, I knew he was good last year because I saw him play in garbage time. And see, the thing is, when Serrano plays in garbage time, it's their JV kids against another team's varsity kids. And he was good. He was good. Right, oftentimes. Sometimes I think they replace some kids. or Right. Uh, You know, he was playing with the JV line and still playing really well. You know, I mean, Jordan King said last year that he he was going to be better than him. You know, I mean, that, which, whatever. When Jordan King says something like that, it doesn't really mean anything because he's, he's a very... Uh, positive kid. Right, and deflecty, you know. Yeah. So, what, but regardless, um, you know, he's been so good that, you know, that's not really... They haven't needed anybody else. Um, 
you know, last week, what, what did I say? How many plays they ran? 24 plays from offense. Yeah. That's... That's and they they won that game. They won by a fair amount. Uh, so I mean, like you know, he he just he just scores too quickly. He's got that big playability that they didn't really have last year. Um, that's that helps, you know. Yeah. Again, like I, I talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast, but it's just incredible to me that you know teams are prepared. They are selling out the entire week to stop Sultan Sullivan. They you know there's no mystery at this point that that's who's getting the ball, that's, you know, who's going to score for Serrano, and they can't, they can't do anything about it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I... Nobody's I, done anything about it so far, so... I posted a GIF on my Twitter that was from that, his highlight video from that game, and he, he goes forward, there's a player right in front of him, and there are three guys that should be behind him collapsing towards him. He cuts backwards, I mean, takes almost two steps backwards, and then powers forward so quickly that the three guys that could not have been more than three feet from him they 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 never had a chance to tackle him um it was like you know old man Derek Jeter trying to catch a ground ball it just wasn't happening and the guy in front of him I mean you know god bless the kid's ankles but they're gone now and then he was just gone and that was it and it was like oh that's it he made one like the absolute right decision with the perfect amount of athleticism and it was it it was over yeah once he's in the open field he's just well, that's what's incredible. You usually see kids with quick reflexes or, what, you know, that make those good decisions. They don't usually have that same there's burst just, speed. There's nobody keeping up with him. I mean, nobody. It, it, there is nobody. And, yeah, you often see, like, uh, you know, a guy who makes a couple cuts and, like, you know, some guy's, like, right there neck and neck with him or right. might, might be able to catch up with him, might be able to dive and try to get at the ankles or something. I mean, he just, he's gone. He's, he's, it's, it's already over. Yeah. yeah. There's, no more. Goodbye. He, he seals it with a... Uh, Definitely with the middle part of the run. Like, no, he just... Right. You need to tackle him before he makes his cut. If you don't get him before he makes his first cut, it's over. Nice, yeah. You know? Uh, the, most of the times when I see uh, a on... Sullivan run not work is when he, like, you know, the, the blocking hasn't worked and he, like, you know, runs into one of his blockers or whatever trying to cut through a narrow hole. And even then, it doesn't always matter. I've absolutely seen the, you know head hits the hit back of his uh, lineman and he goes all the way around and then just scores that way instead and it's and so. uh, yeah we looked it up uh, he's on he's on pace for 3,000 yards which is mm-hmm. incredible mythical really I mean yeah that's, I mean, that's, that's a, mythical that's a huge huge uh, bar there mm-hmm. 3,000 yards in a high school season doesn't a <laughs> decent level of competition like I feel I, I'm gonna guess maybe you see it like maybe at a smaller school level. Yeah, maybe. I mean, <clears throat> look in the division. I know that a kid, that a Mikey Dean kid from Chafee got over. I, I well, nah, maybe he didn't get quite the three thousand. He's close though, and he's the he's got I think more yards than uh, Sullivan. I was looking back at it. Uh, Dante Dion, I think was his name, which uh, is a great name. First uh, of from uh, Citrus. Citrus Hill, yeah. Oh, okay. um, back when uh, Barstow played in the championship game against Citrus Hill, he finished his season with 2,900, and he had like a really big game in that championship mm. game, 200, between two and 300, some, some massive game. Yeah. I mean, you know, part of it is that it's, uh, it's just, that's just such a tough number to get to. And he's doing this playing three quarters a game. Uh, he'd already be there if he was playing four quarters a game. If he played, was playing on a worse team, he'd already be there. Because that was the case with that uh, the Mikey Dean kid at Chafee. The Chafee's terrible, um, but you know, so he was it, and he's extremely talented. You know, so there you go. You get a lot of carries, you get to play more yards, and that's it. So yeah, I think James Noble and Barstow, his big year. I think he finished with like two thousand six hundred or so. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Sultan gets to 3,000 this week, probably. Um, and if they win, he certainly will. Uh, bar what is he, like 400-ish away? Oh, I, I don't think it's that much. I think it's fewer than that. I, I'm going to look it up, but uh, I think it's uh, less than that. Anyway, they are, I believe, two touchdown favorites over uh, over Palm Desert. Uh, play the exact. All right, do it. Yeah. Uh, 35-20, yeah. So there you go, two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, 
I just don't really see that game being all that close. Um, they, it sounds like last year Palm Desert threw the ball a lot, and this year it sounds like they run the ball quite a bit mm-hmm. more, a little more power run or whatever. And I just have yet to see a team, a good running team, run well against Serrano. I just haven't seen it happen yet. Uh, if you think about the teams that have beat them the past two years, uh, so uh, Palm, Sp- or Palm Springs and Norco, uh, those are teams that I would you know, generally define as really, really good passing teams. So, you know, if you have a, that's the thing. I think that, like, when you look at uh, the difference between running and passing, it seems like passing is higher risk, high reward, whereas, you know, running, you kind of know more what you're getting. And I just feel like, I, you know, Norda Vista last year was, like, the big one. Because I saw Norda Vista play Asperia last year, and they had that kid, Freddie Holly, who was just, like, incredible. What At the time, you know, pro- probably one of, if not the best running back I'd ever seen. Uh, and he, he just tore Hesperia to pieces, you know. Uh, and... They try to do the same thing against Toronto. He just looked, he just looked like garbage, you know. And it was just like, what, what happened? And you know, Serrano's defense is what happened. That's it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, having a you know really good line last year helped, and they have really good lines again this year. So, uh, he uh, Ray Mahachek said that uh, Trey Brown, who stepped in for John Mackesy, says that uh, that they haven't missed a beat. Again, which is freaking impossible. That's, yeah, that's. I mean, I mean John Mackesy is just. You're one of the best players to ever play for the program. Ever. Literally ever. That's... At a position that's, you know, really, really important. Undervalued, but important. Uh, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Jeff Reese uh, and his uh, defensive scheming out there and coaching in general. Uh, that's, I mean, yeah, we've talked about it a lot. You know, the, the, not a lot changes in Serrano in terms of what we can talk about and, uh, you know, new information, but... But the reality is, is uh, they keep doing what they do, and they're really good at it. A lot of things stay the same, pieces change, and they get essentially the same result. So Sultan is 332 yards away. So, nah, probably not, uh, unless it's a close game, and then maybe. Although but that's, that's in, in uh, It's grass. striking distance. It, he, what's his biggest game of the year, do you know? I think it was that Silverado game that was what, right, like right around that. that yeah, game. I think you're right. Let's see if I pulled Low up. Low 300s. Do, 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 do. Uh, let's see. Against Silverado. No, oh, good lord. This is not what I want. We're working on it. We've got technology at work here. Wow. This is great radio. 313. Yeah. So, and holy crap, on 24 carries? Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. So... Yeah, we'll see. Uh, it, it, Palm Desert has a pretty good defense, it seems like. They're only average, allowing an average of 15 points a game this year. Uh, Serrano also allowing only 15. That, that's really the thing for me is that I think Serrano's going to – and Palm Desert's offense is not good, uh, not at all. Uh, or I, I shouldn't say not at all. It's not very good. Uh, I think that they had like – oh, jeez. It was something awful against Moreno Valley. Uh, you know, that was a really tight game, and they scored a touchdown late and whatever uh, to – to win, but they had uh, let's see against Moreno Valley Uh, I think the quarterback only had one completion and just yeah, one completion on 18 passing attempts the only completion was the 90 was for 90 yards and a touchdown I believe so that's that's garbage Um, and if you're garbage passing guess what, you're not going to have any success running, so you know, I mean, even running, they weren't great. Uh, their leading rusher is Barry Hill, and he only had 118 yards. How many carries? Uh, 24. <laughs> That's not good enough. It's just not. Uh, and, you know, again, I think that this case is more a case of Moreno Valley being a paper tiger and playing a bad game and losing to a team that's not that good. And Palm Desert is, like, better. See, I think they're better than people expect because they remember last year them being awful. They're definitely much better than that. They're not... They're just not that good. Uh, which is not to say they can't win because, you know, I mean, one team plays really bad, another team plays really well, and that's, that'll, that'll do it. But, I mean, just on paper, there's just not a lot not a lot here to be afraid of. So yeah. so Palm Desert was the second-place team, the Desert Valley. Right. Uh, Palm Springs, obviously, was first. Um, the Quinta was uh, third place, four and two. Yep. So we have a, what... Two, two, we only have one first, one number one seed from a league left in the playoffs. It's kind of amazing. 
So we have a guarantee to have a you know non-league champion in the final. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I'm not sure where the like alleged strength of uh, the Mojave River League ranks amongst other Eastern Division teams. I know statewide it's not huge or section wide even it's not that high. But it would be a kind of yeah, interesting. Certainly, if you look at Oak Hills and Serrano, I mean they. they yeah, like it's a rules. lot of bottom feeders there this year. A lot of rebuilding, a lot of young teams. So uh, maybe not the best year to look well, at something. Yeah, like Burroughs that. had a pretty good. Season. Yeah, Burroughs was Apple's good. Was okay. Pretty good. Yeah, Apple was okay, uh, and Sultana wasn't very good, and Hesperia was not good. No. So. Uh, right. So those are those are the games. So Serrano is at seven o'clock in Phelan. Uh, so if you want to stay local. That should be a good game. I do think that the Oak Hills game will be the best, most entertaining game. Um, just That seems right to me. Should be two, two fun offenses that are kind of similar and get to see a lot of weapons and whatever. And Oak Hills seems to be playing pretty good football right now. Plus, La Quinta Stadium is pretty nice. Uh, I was there last year. So not it's a good road experience. They've got good bleachers on both sides. So I don't know if I've ever been out there. Yeah, it's good. You'll like it. It's nice. Um, and a nice area. Lots of great places to eat before the game. So Important to note. Yeah, I think uh, I went to a Chipotle last year or something that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was right by the thing. Oh, it's not a... When I say great restaurants, I mean there's not just McDonald's and Taco Bell. Okay. Well, it's like, it's like, you know, a suburb. It's a suburb of Palm Springs. It's a bunch of middle-class, upper-middle-class whiteies who like Chipotle and Panera Bread, all right? It's not exactly, you know... A cultural mecca. Uh, please. Anywho. You could do worse. <laughs> oh, boy, could you? I mean, look around. Um, so, yeah, those are our games. Uh, let's, That's it. Just two of them. Wow. Just the two of us. Um, Cross-country state finals are on Saturday. Uh, we're going to have Sultana Stevie Gaskell and the Sultana boys team will be there. Or, so, Sultana, two Sultana boys. Right. Manny will be there. Manny Ramirez and mm-hmm. Uriel... I don't know. Gomez? I wrote this and I now can't wow. remember. Well, I don't feel bad that I don't remember. Anyway, the Serrano girls team will also be there. Yeah. Yeah, so two big stories of the Serrano girls team and uh, Stevie. Um, both have, you know, I think legitimate chances at uh, winning a state Whoa, title. Whoa, if she wins the state title, Stevie Wonder, we can do for the headline. I'm going to tell Jeff. All right. Okay, I can be into it. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, um, she also wears glasses, so it's perfect. Same thing as sunglasses. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I think you know Stevie. Interestingly enough, is not ranked for whatever rankings are worth in cross country. Um, uh, is not ranked in the state poll. She is ranked in the. So that means that they're not ran- worth anything. Stevie is not ranked. Whoa, hey. Sorry, guys. Whoa, look out. That metal table. Jeez. Oh, I know, I know. Sorry. Um, yeah, so not ranked in the state poll, uh, which I believe both polls are done by uh, prepcaltrack.com. Yeah, yeah, you did transpose those a couple times in the story. Yeah, I fixed it. Good job. Um, yeah. Uh, so she's... Uh, the girl that is ranked number one in both polls... Uh, Stevie's beat the last two weeks. Um, one one of those weeks was not the same race. They ran two different heats. But still, though. Still beat him. Um, then, beat him like a drum. Uh, and then, uh, last week, head-to-head, she beat her pretty S- By six seconds, right? No. That was, oh, six that was seconds two was weeks the, ago. It was the prelims. Okay, okay. And then last week, it was like 15 or so. And the oh, girl my came gosh. In, the girl came in third. What's a girl got to do to get ranked around here? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure how they compile those. Uh, <laughs> And you know, maybe you know, Stevie didn't run in some invitationals or something. I don't. I, I don't know what they. Whatever. Yeah. All that matters is being number one next. Uh, and on Stevie, Saturday. you know, if you if you watch her, like she's just a really strong runner. Um, you know, I don't I don't really know. Does she have good arm pumping technique? No, she can just tell like like she's just she just looks solid. She just I don't know what it is. It's not not quite the same as describing like a Sultan Sullivan run, but uh, in terms of cross country, she's like a quiet runner. Isn't that what people think? People say um, it might be. I don't know. I've that's the thing it. I'm gonna start saying. Okay. All right, that's a thing. She's a quiet runner. Um, so I think she has a pretty good chance. Um, you know, if she keeps running as fast as she is, then 
If she runs like she did last week, she's probably going to be a pretty good It's a little bit longer shape. of a course. Uh, that's a uh, 5,000-meter up at uh, Woodward Park. In why? Why should they all be the same? They vary a little bit. I think uh, uh, that sack is like 2.93 miles. This like one's that. three on the money? Three. And this is Because this is a 5K. Yeah, I, I don't so, know. I don't yeah. speak Canadian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's like three and some change. Uh, oh, stupid metric system. Damn. I hate it. All right. Uh, Toronto Girls also stand a pretty good chance. Yeah, I. that's an interesting one. Uh, Saugus is just a powerhouse team. They have won, what did I say? Eight, eight of nine? Nine. In t- spread across two different divisions. The first part, The first two years of that starting like... Uh, 2005, 2006, somewhere in there, uh, was uh, was in Division One, and then they moved down to Division Two. You win two titles and you get moved down. It might be just a strictly enrollment thing. I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, Whatever. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, but Serrano, you know, they came in second by four points, and I don't think they had their best race on Saturday. Uh, Courtney Brenner. Uh, uh, Ken Quinn, the coach at Serrano, said that she is uh, still battling a little bit of illness. Um, so if she can run, you know, if, if everybody else stays, you know, roughly the same, if she, just she can improve by a couple of places. She came in third for Serrano. If she right, which is not normal, but based on what um, she was doing early in the season. Yeah. So, so if she improves a little bit, I mean, that's 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 all the points you would need. You know? Right. Now we're basing that off of last week's race and each week's. Different. New thing, different. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. But, right. Uh, yeah. So you're saying there's I, a chance. I, I think there's a decent chance. Um, a decent I chance. I think there's also a like, de- decent chance for uh, Manny Ramirez to potentially place. This is pretty great for the... He finished yeah. fourth in the southern section. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. The southern section is traditionally the strongest, no surprise. So. Southern section, um, where's that? Yeah, like I... I don't expect uh, the Serrano race division in Division Two to come down to anything besides Serrano and Saugus. Yeah. Um, uh, so Serrano, the state rankings go Serrano or Saugus, Serrano, and then Claremont, also in the southern section. Um, Claremont finished a whole ton of yeah. bunch of points back yeah. on, uh, on Saturday. Um, so maybe it was just a bad race. Maybe I'm just you know being hard on them based on that, but. Uh, Based on that evidence, I think uh, it's, a, it's a two-team race. I think Ken Quinn has told me earlier in the season, Division Two is not nearly as stacked as it's been. So uh, if Serrano even is a runner-up, in that's their best finish ever at State. Well. So. Yeah. Good chance to make history, period. Uh, I think a reasonable chance to, uh, you know, win. It's been a good... Uh... Good season for Serrano sports and a <laughs> season that I know days. traditionally is, but this is better than normal even. I mean, tennis semifinals, volleyball yeah, semifinals for the definitely. first time. A Serrano football's got a chance to win a title and, you know, best potential finish in state cross country. So that's good. Uh, okay. Uh, is there anything else? I guess that's it. How was VVC? Oh, right. Yeah. So, it wasn't great. Um, there were a lot of... Uh, there were definitely... From what I could hear, more Rams fans there than uh, Santa Monica fans. And God bless every single one of those people that drove two hours to watch their <laughs> team get the crap kicked out of them. There's a lot more to do in Santa Monica than there is up here. No kidding. Uh, yeah, that, that, it was kind of... It was tough to watch. Um, in kind of a different way than it is for, you know, it's not, a, it's, it, for me, watching like, you know, a local high school or team or any team, high school team, you know, losing the playoffs is always like the, it's tough, you know, because, you know, you know how much it means to the kids and it's just, you know, I don't know. I hope I never get used to uh, watching, you know, kids cry on a football field or whatever. That 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 sucks. Uh, I go home and watch that every night. <laughs> oh, I have uh, old clips. All right, CJ, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, so it's kind of different because it's just, you know, just the way that college football is and how hard they work and how hard the high the expectations are for themselves. You know, that's something that Austin Williams has said to me before. It's the biggest thing that he noticed when he, you know, started going to VVC is that there's nobody is there just for fun. 
You know, it's not like they're not there to get a, a varsity letter. They're not there because, you know, it's a cool thing to do. They, their friends are there. Right. They're there be, to work. They're there to work. And because, you know, they know they're good enough. And so I think it was a very humbling point, experience. I think, I think everybody is there to attempt to get a scholarship. Right. Yeah. I mean, o- almost everybody anyway. I mean, I don't think it's going to work out for, I don't know what the percentage is. That might be interesting. What, that actually going under the yeah. four-year? It's... It's a fair number. Uh, you know, the guys who actually put in the work in the classroom, and, you know, that's a big part of it. Um, Got to have the grades to, to move on. But, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what they're there for. And the thing is what, what really struck me is, that, you know, a lot of these guys, the, the big-name guys, or whatever, they, they, they're going somewhere, you know. It do, doesn't matter, whatever. Um, you know, they still wore it, you know, pretty hard. Uh, you know, I just think it's, it, that's, it's just such a – it was so different than the San Bernardino loss. Because after the San Bernardino loss, it was like, well – you know, we know we played like crap, but we know that we're better than this. And, like, against Santa Monica, it's like, yeah, okay, in the second quarter and on, they played poorly, but it didn't matter, you know. So they, they just aren't as – they're just so not good enough. 63 to nothing. Yeah, so. It just didn't matter. They, so, and that was the uh, Southern Co. <laughs> yeah. Something or other. The uh, Southern California Football Association American Division Championship game. Um so allegedly, Santa Monica is not even up at the level of like an RCC or uh, or something like that. Who is you know, which is insane. Uh, so you know, I've definitely heard people say like, "Oh, VVC's been so good the last few years. Maybe they should move up to the national division, which is the division up." And no, no, they should not. Mm-hmm. They they are just fine where they are with the talent pool that they have. You know, access to. I mean, it's a. It's a freaking miracle that they get the kids that they do get uh, because, you know, there's, there just aren't that many guys up here, not that are big enough, not that can compete at, the, at that level. They just, they just aren't there. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens next year. Um, I think it'll be interesting, you know. It's just this is how community college is. You know, you, this is kind of the cycle is over, and it's time to kind of start a, a new chapter. There are a lot of local kids that redshirted with the team this year, and, you know, we might see a lot of them play next year. So that's... Kind of something to look forward to anyway. Maybe, you know, see Austin Williams again, Elijah Creighton again, Mike Bonham again. Uh, seeing uh, a, lot, a lot of Elijah Creighton and Mike Bonham uh, catching footballs on the, on the sidelines, you know, as ball boys for VVC this season. So it'll be nice to see them, you know, put some pads on again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a disappointing finish to a really good year, which is, you know, yeah, it's been, too bad. It's been a really good two years. We'll see, uh, see where they take it from here. Yeah, um, it's always hard to maintain success um, at any level of sports, really. But uh, particularly whenever you cycle guys in and out every two years. Yeah, it's extremely volatile the process. So we'll see. It seems like you know uh, Dave Hoover has a really good, you know, kind of pipeline going on where he gets a lot of guys. I see him almost every Friday night. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, for all the talk that it, and uh, who knows how much of it's earnest. I definitely get people on Twitter on on Saturdays. They're like, oh, you know, just crying about something and a lot of the times it's about you know oh where are all the local kids and it's like well man uh you know i i could go and ask the same girl out every single day for a month if she doesn't want to do it she's not gonna do it you know the problem is not that dave hoover is not interested in recruiting local kids local kids don't want to stay and go to their hometown to you know community college and if you don't understand that then i have to wonder if you were ever a teenager at any <laughs> point in your life that's just the way it is Nobody wants to stay home for real college, let alone community college, you know, which, you know, is, is it unfair to VVC? Maybe, whatever. But that's just human nature. You know, you want to go do something else, go somewhere else, be somewhere else. And the problem with, for VVC is that nobody wants to be somewhere else in Victor Valley. That's just not really the, the, the opportunities aren't here. The jobs aren't here. You, nobody goes away, you know, realistically for community college. They're not kids who graduate from Los Osos and go, oh man, got to get out of my parents' house, better go up to VVC. It's just, that's just not how it works. Yeah. My experience and my experience with other people is I, I kind of feel like everybody kind of wants to get out. Like, I don't know. I've, I didn't grow up in like New York City or something like a great, legitimately right. great city where you're like, oh, I love this place. You know, I mean, you know, where I grew up was fine and I had a good time, but you know, by the time I was in senior high school, I was definitely like, yeah, I, I want to get out of here. I want to see something new. Right. Um, I just think that's natural. That's normal. 
I mean, I think that's been, yeah, that's just, that's just what people do. So I think that's really the reality of the situation. So whatever, you know, if uh, there are kids that are willing to stick around and, you know, do go to VVC, that's cool. Good for them. They should do whatever they feel is the best decision, you know, for them personally. It's not, it's not about, you know, like uh, supporting the local college. It's not about, you know, high desert pride, like whatever, man. It's about the kid doing what's best for their future. So if that's a VVC, awesome. If they think it's somewhere else, then cool, whatever. Don't tell Dave Hoover that. He'll sell him hard on BBC. Hey, place. man, listen, if, if he can sell him on it, then good for him. That's... Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Yeah, going to miss those Dave Hoover post-game speeches. They're uh, inspiring. Uh, so that, that's it. So we have games this Friday, and uh, then, who knows, maybe uh, maybe a championship game next week. We yeah, hope so. Yeah, it's exciting to think that uh, we could get that Oak Hills to run a matchup. Feels like a makeup for last year, you know. It's, that was it was disappointing. Yeah, I'm at one hand. I'm like, you know, I don't want to get my hopes tempted up again. to dream, and then I know, you know I've been hurt before, and yeah. I don't want to be hurt again. Uh, all right, athlete of the week. Who do we have this week? So we had we have uh, Mrs. Miss Kelly Fairchild, <laughs> well, or Mrs. I guess <laughs> whatever. Off the market. <laughs> And uh, Mr. Aramis Aldridge from Oak Hill. All right, we so, already talked about Aramis Aldridge yeah, a little so bit, so that's Kelly good. Kelly Fairchild, uh, cross-country runner for... Yep, for Serrano's. Serrano. Uh, any good answers this week? I, uh, I haven't actually read this one. Mm. Actually, I don't read any of them. I like to be surprised. Uh, I don't read anything see. in our newspaper. Who does? Wait, where are you going? Man. Yikes, sorry. I hope Kelly Fairchild doesn't listen to this. Cause... Uh, so her hobbies are running, no surprise. Wow. Cooking. Oh, cooking. Okay. Yeah, I'm into it. What's her? Okay, so what's her favorite uh, local restaurant? Oh, God. Please not Olive Garden. Please not Olive Garden. We talked about it earlier. Taco Bell? Chipotle. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, no. Well, okay. I guess it's better than Chili's. <laughs> it is better than Chili's. Uh, let's see. Um, Armas said he would be Barry Sanders for a day. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. I asked him, like, how, like, how he knew Barry. Like, it always kind of surprised me how. Uh, Barry Sanders is a big deal. Yeah. Sometimes, Even like, I know who Barry Sanders yeah, geez, is. Jeez, wow. Um, kind of surprised me sometimes the way culture shifts. Or the amount, sometimes, I guess, I just assume that we've, like, left yesterday behind really quickly and I, sometimes I'm surprised maybe I shouldn't be at this point. Yeah, I don't know who would be a bigger but, running uh, back in the past, you know, 20 plus years than Barry Sanders, Barry right? Sanders, I mean, He's like he, a big he dude. retired in like, the, yeah, it would have been the 90s at some point. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I mean, I don't, can't say I ever remember like watching Barry Sanders yeah. play, but Barry Sanders is uh, like but the Armas, guy. Armas said that he, he watches YouTube clips, so. That's makes, pretty cool. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, anything else? What's his favorite local restaurant? Red Lobster. Red Lobster is good. Those biscuits are delicious. <laughs> wow, why haven't we ever gone to Red Lobster for our lunch break? We should do that. Yeah, it's not far. Yeah, that's pretty good. Emily and I have gone before. It's great. Hmm. All right. It's an awesome shrimp. Uh, okay. So what are we going to do this week? I don't know. Well, last week we did, uh, if you could be anybody else for a day, who would you be? Um... We've done favorite local restaurant. We've probably done most of these now. I know we're probably getting getting, there, yeah. getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, done favorite sports memory. Done. I don't even know what else is on there to be honest. It's been so long since I've been in the <laughs> office on a Monday that I'm starting uh, to get rusty. Favorite TV show. Do you have a favorite TV show? I don't know if I. Well, I guess of all time or. Cause I don't really watch any TV shows right now. I, mean, I guess you could answer either way. Oh, right. It's up to we're me. A, we're on a yeah. podcast. We can, we can do whatever I and... want. <laughs> yeah. All right. So do you have an answer? I have a favorite for all time, I guess. Um, I'd say Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad resonated with me. I liked it. Uh, I was definitely late to the scene, like I think a lot of people. Um, you know, heard great things about it. Not a lot of people it. were uh, rushing to AMC for a cable drama. Yeah. Um, had heard about it and heard it was good and I think like it was just like uh, something about it like just never really caught on with me at first and 
then like you know I, I knew some people who'd started watching it so I decided so to everyone to in the daily press office oh yeah that, that doesn't hurt <laughs> uh, and so I started watching it and like the experience that everybody has or a lot of people do I, yeah not everybody I didn't like it so. I, I just started binging it I, I binge I, I tried to slow down at one point I think I got to the couldn't end of, quit I got, I got my goal I started watching before so Season, it goes five seasons, and they split the fifth season in two halves. And my goal was to watch all of it up to the start of season five by the time season five was starting, which I think it started in, like, July of that year, and I think I was watching this movie, like, March or whatever, so I had a lot of lead time. And I think I got to the end of season three, and that that kind of ends with a cliffhanger, and uh, I, was, I told myself ahead of that that I was like, oh, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, going to dial this down, you know, it's, it's going to be okay. And then that I see the cliffhanger. I'm like, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. This, oh, what happens? So, yeah, I finished, you know, four seasons of Breaking Bad in probably less than two weeks. I yeah, my sister watched the entire show in uh, a long weekend. Yeah. Was... Which is just... I mean, I'd be kind of amazing, I guess. I, I'm a big dork for the show, too. Like, I, uh, they do a, an insider podcast with Vince Gilligan and some of the creators of the show, and I love listening to that and hearing, you know, all the stories about, you know, production details and acting details and, and stuff like that. So, I, I liked it, uh, you know, resonated with me on an artistic level of, you know, the way they shot it and the, the, just the storytelling in general. Um, so, so that'd be my favorite show. Other ones I like, I like The Wire. Um, I watch Walking Dead. I mean, I, I don't quite take that as seriously, so it's hard for me to uh, put that up there as like favorite of all time. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of really great shows. Um, Mr. Robot, you haven't mentioned yes, yet. Yes, okay. Where are we getting right, there? Yeah. Okay, because I'm that, glad you mentioned it because I was just sort of like yeah. Matt's like my lead messiah for Mr. Robot. I've heard you talk about it more than well. There are a few people. Uh, yeah, I really loved the first season of that. I thought that was really great. So you should watch that so it doesn't get canceled so Matt gets season two. It's already it's already okay. renewed. Then you can catch two. up for season two. Uh, Different narrative. Yeah. I don't know. There's I mean there's a lot of great TV watching Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, you're shrugging. So, okay, so, right. That's a nonverbal cue that you can't hear. Uh, <laughs> so what about you? Oh my god. Uh so my favorite show of all time is uh is Lost. That's the first show that I really like got into and watched on TV. Um that was, you know, hitting peak popularity when I was in high school. Um So I yeah, I think that I think that that finished my senior year of high school or something. Oh Jesus. Ma- yeah, I think that's right. Maybe my maybe my first year of college. Anyway, <laughs> um so I so about Barry Sanders, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, listen, uh, I have YouTube at my house. Um, I have never seen Lost. Wow, I can't believe Jeff lets you work here. Yeah, uh, it's like on my list of things to do. Like I, I really didn't watch TV at all in college. And I think it's yeah, neither did I. I, I mean, was, that was like it. I watched Lost, and it was over after uh, that. So it had started in there, and you know, like for years, I didn't have like a DVR or anything. So yeah, just, sure. And I worked, it it I used to work, be a lot harder to go back and yeah, watch up than it is now. Working nights, like it's kind of like if I miss it, then I I didn't care. So right, yeah. So that was I really liked that a lot. And um, that you know was really good. I also really like Fringe. I guess I watched that mostly. I don't know if I ever finished that. And then I uh, you know really like X Files, uh, which is I mean Fringe is basically a, a reboot of um, and effectively anyway. Uh, and those are both similar. All of those are, you know, similar creators, I think. But, well, two of those are definitely Damon Lindelof, and I think he actually also did X-Files. So I guess that's my uh, my dude. So, yeah, those were all good. Now I don't I don't watch TV at all. It's too much. I, I think that, I mean, the medium is great. Uh, these days it's just, uh, it's, it's really done fantastically. Um, uh, there's so much good content, well-produced, uh, you know, I think uh, in years past and in year, in eras gone by, like sitcoms were the big things. They were cheap to produce. You know, you could have those sets that just stayed the same. And, yep. um, you know, now we've reached a point where uh, you do a little TV bit more dramas, with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just as we're talking here now, I think about all the, the other TV shows that I like a lot. I, you know, I obviously watch uh, like The Daily Show a lot. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I wouldn't even have thought about that in like the. Yeah. Yeah, I like the John Oliver show a lot too. Oh, it's okay, really good. Yeah. 
Yeah, like Colbert Report, watching the the nightly show and that Best stuff. Piece. Now. Yeah, Ugh, I remember the watching Colbert. I would I would watch Conan live and DVR the Colbert Report and then watch the Colbert Report in the morning. That was like the thing. Um, uh, Jacob likes to make fun of me for it, but I like to watch sixty minutes on Sundays. <laughs> like my freaking grandpa. Jeez, I, I think you know, as a journalist, I'm interested in good storytelling, and I think. Uh, Which is yeah. why I'm so surprised you're into it. Yeah, I think they do. Boo! <laughs> I think they do a, a better job than than most things, certainly on TV. That's for sure. A low bar. Yeah, very low bar. Yeah. Well, you guys did it. You beat CNN again. How do you do it? Oh, CNN's terrible. Uh, yeah. I just feel like now I just don't have time to watch TV anymore. Or I don't budget the time. I mean, I, yeah. certainly I have. I choose to watch movies and sports. And that's kind of all-encompassing. Uh, I watch a lot of different sports, you know. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's only so many hours in a day. If I could quit my job, right. and <laughs> then I could carve out some time. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned sports because clearly my favorite show is uh, NBC uh, NHL Rivalry Night. <laughs> Yeah, love it. Love it. The greatest gift Canada ever sent to us. Not Celine Dion, not Justin Bieber, Pierre Maguire. And thank God that they did. Ah, woo. Uh, All right. So, yeah, TV. Did we do the movie one before? We did that already. Yeah, we did. All right. Wow, we are really running out of stuff here. Talk about TV movie for like the rest of time. We could do a TV movie podcast. Uh, first, you would have to go see some movies, and I would have to watch some TV. So I guess we both have, have some blind movies. spots. I enjoy movies quite a bit. I oh, I meant I actually just meant like in the past, you know, the post Atticus era is actually what I meant, Mister Sensitive. Okay. So, but I mean, now that you mention it, I, that was a good opportunity to make a better joke. Yeah. Right. All right. We will see you guys on a. Maybe we'll see you on Friday. You should come say hi. I had some a uh, couple of Twitter people come say hi to me at the Serrano game. That was nice. Wow. I know. Are you Mr. Popular? Uh, you know we do kind of stick out. Uh, yeah. Although, uh, oh, inter- okay. Let's tell a let's tell a funny Michael Bonham story. Michael Bonham is a funny guy. Um, you talked to him a bit last year. I talked to him a bit last year. Uh, he just realized, and we've talked during this season, not like, you know, like talked, but you know, whatever, uh, just realized because Elijah Creighton told him, Elijah Creighton, who I had not met at all last year, didn't, didn't know, him, uh, told him who I was and that I was from the newspaper. And Micah was just like, what? You're from the newspapers? Like, yeah, I, I interviewed you last year. I was like, oh, I thought that was that other guy. It's like, well, yes, it's the other white guy with glasses that kind of looks like me. Yes, it's that guy. <laughs> the dorky white guy. <laughs> right. Impressed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right. Literally, to them, it's the same thing, which is not surprising. I mean, you know, I don't blame them or anything, but right. Jesus. They're so replaceable. See, if CJ had been interviewing them last year, they wouldn't have confused us. CJ's more memorable than us. Oh, that's just the nicest way you could have said that. Uh, do you think CJ listens to this podcast? No, because I've made fun of him. I, I keep that's why I do it in the hopes that one day he'll tune in and he'll like text it's me like, all upset. It's like man sending out uh, whatever signals we do into yeah, space, space to, to see if it, to see if anybody responds. That comparison, a little too real. Uh, all right, so that's it. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk to you guys on Friday. Yeah. Okay. Another remote podcast. Oh, man. I hope the technology cooperates. Uh, All right. I'll be doing it from a Chipotle parking lot, so I will have a burrito. Actually, they'll probably be closed by that time. Whatever. All right. Later.